Hello, hello. Welcome back, Leading Women in Tech. It's Tony here, your career bestie. Today, we are talking about the 12 week year. We're going to dive into how to split up your year so you can do even more in your year than you've ever thought possible, but with less stress and less hustle. And this applies both professionally and personally. This is a type of attitude towards achievement that really unlocks all sorts of things in our lives. So I want you to pick your notebook up for this one and take some notes because we're just going to be diving in. But before we do, let me give you a little update round here. At the time of recording this, it's early July. The weather has turned quite chilly. <laughs> I mean, I know that in Scotland, I don't know if you know this folks, but in Scotland, we can have all sorts of weather any day of the year. Um, we've had snow in June before. I would, you know, just going to say that. <laughs> I know for some of you that probably fills you with horror, but that does happen, sadly. But it is just turned miserably cold around here. So I'm like, oh, need to get my winter clothes out, I think. <laughs> anyway, hopefully it'll turn around again. Um, my heart is still aching from what happened a few weeks ago around Roe versus Wade in the U.S., uh, actually, it was last week for me that I recorded my special episode that aired. Um, it's just an extra episode. It doesn't have an episode number about my thoughts on how this is actually a women in tech issue, not just a human rights issue, a women's issue. I believe this is a women in tech issue because of the role that technology has to play in the modern world. And my heart is still hurting. My heart is still reeling. And I want you all to hear that I am not stopping. There is going to be more to come on this. I'm trying to figure out the best way forward. I know many of you are as well. And as always, I want you to know that I'm here for those conversations. If you aren't already in the Leading Women in Tech Slack community, please head over to the show notes, grab the link. It's an open invite, that link in the show notes. Come and join us. Drop me messages. Let me know how you're getting on. Drop me some ideas. If you want some support putting together an initiative, I am here to help as I can. We we need to change the world, folks. We really do. I've been saying that for a long time, that I'm here to change the world. It's now urgent. So let's all get together and do this. But let's move on to a lighter topic, or rather a more leadership-oriented, productive topic, slightly less intense. Let's talk about the 12-week year. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. Now, you may have heard of the 12-week year. There is a book called The 12-week year. I have not actually read that book. <laughs> this is my take on my approach to having my year split up into 12 weeks or 90 days at a time. I have for a long time been splitting up my year into chunks of 90 days. This actually started because I started with 90 days for new jobs. It's now something I'm a big believer on. Um, and I started just really splitting my time up into 90 day blocks, which is obviously three months, 12 weeks. 
And actually, there are times when I split up into six weeks blocks. I'm going to get to that later. This is where I want us to focus today, how we can break down our thinking of 12 months into smaller chunks that actually allows us to achieve more. Why do we do this? Well, the benefits of breaking your year down into quarters come from the fact that 12 months is so long. It feels like we have lots of time to do lots of things. And it's the same with strategy execution. Again, this is one of the things I learned with becoming a strategy expert, not just strategy development, but strategy execution. When we launch a strategy, which is, you know, six, 12, 18 months, 24 months, maybe even longer, five-year strategy, everyone's like, great, fabulous, we've got loads of time. Nothing happens, nothing at all. Everybody is sat there saying, that sounds amazing, great, I've got my job to get on with. That's what everybody's thinking and doing, and nobody takes action. When we split anything up into smaller chunks, we have more chance of feeling the urgency, um, feeling that this is important, not just necessary, and actually deciding to take action right now rather than waiting. 90 days for some people is still a stretch, which is why halfway through this episode, I'm going to talk about splitting it down even further if necessary. As you may already be aware, like this does come from the idea of also your first 90 days when you're transitioning, whether that's transitioning jobs, new role, promotion, new responsibilities at work. I think we all need a 90-day transition plan. It's something I am super passionate about. It has a whole section in my academy because I think as leaders, having that 90-day plan, executing on it, really understanding it is paramount. And I think this is a tactic that we need to be using all the time, not just during transitioning. How we plan our time rather than just saying, I want to do all this this year. I've actually, at the point of recording, because I'm recording right at the beginning of July, I've just been completing a um, mid-year reset with my academy members where we check in on the goals that we had at the beginning of the year and look at where we are, look at who we want to be, update our goals, figure out what we need to do in the next quarter. Something I'm super passionate about. But what if we use this approach all the time throughout our careers, through every year, when we have 12 months or more, it's sufficiently long that it's hard to predict how much we can really get done. There are going to be too many unknowns, particularly with a team, if you're a leader doing this. Headcount, expertise, it's likely to change a lot over that period of time. One of my clients, for example, um, she at the beginning of the year, she was aiming to double her headcount. They've actually frozen hiring and hoping to reduce headcount through natural attrition because the company's not doing as well because... That is one of the companies that is feeling the early effects of possibly a recession. There's a lot of debate about recession. I don't want to freak people out. I actually believe recessions happen because people freak out. <laughs> the more we talk about recession, the more likely it is to happen. So I don't want people freaking out. I have many of my clients whose companies are still growing like crazy. Uh, so don't take that as a, as a worrisome thing. But the point I'm trying to make is over the period of the last six months, and actually only took about five, four months, four months, five months for it to happen. That company went from we expect to double headcount to freezing and trying to reduce through natural attrition. They don't want to lay anybody off, which I think is a wonderful thing. So when we plan for a whole year, there are so many unknowns. Even my business, we have a strategy. We actually have a five-year strategy. We always have a five-year strategy. It's always being updated. But the details for beyond really one year definitely are very vague. And actually much beyond six months are moderately vague. We know the strategic direction, we know the strategic objectives we're expecting, but we even check in on those. 
The next six months are very clear. The next quarter is extraordinarily clear. I have a quarterly strategy meeting with my COO where we go over the strategy for the next quarter, update it, make sure everything's in place, uh, make sure everything's ticking along. And I think this is something that we all need to be doing. We need to be splitting our time down into more manageable chunks. I actually don't think it's a 12-week thing. I think it's a 13-week thing. Just, you know, there are 52 weeks in the year. (laughs) But it's easy for us to map out and visualize these 90 days, quarter chunks. It's not so big that we feel like we have all the time in the world. And it's unlikely that huge amounts are going to change, although stuff will change and that's okay. So how do you map out your year in 90 days or 12, 13 week chunks? First of all, do not skip your goal planning and setting medium and long-term goals. As I mentioned, I have a five-year strategy for my business. I had a five, 10-year strategy for my career when I was working for other people. I think we should all have one year, three year, five year goals. Lifetime is also very valid. Remember, you always get to change direction, update based on new data. I talk a lot about having a North Star direction of travel. That's maybe your lifetime one. The direction of travel you're trying to aim for. I know that when I retire, I want to have changed the world of technology. That is what I'm here to achieve. I don't necessarily have any metrics associated with that. I used to. I got a bit disheartened, (laughs) I will be honest. But I know I fundamentally want to have been one of the people that has changed the face of the technology industry and made it more inclusive, made it full of extraordinary leaders, giving women that voice and that opportunity to thrive and create better businesses as a result. The key is to have that direction of travel, that North Star. So make sure you have that one, three, five or lifetime goals do not skip that. But rather than stopping there, which is what a lot of individuals and companies do, ask yourself, what is the next step or steps that you need to take to achieve those goals? Personal, professional, team, you do this in exactly the same way for all three, personal, professional and team. Actually, family as well. Like my husband and I, we have goals for us as a family and we, I do actually do this with him. <laughs> my husband doesn't necessarily know that I do this, He's probably figured it out by now. And thankfully, he doesn't listen to the podcast. But I do actually make sure we have quarterly conversations. I actually have it scheduled in because I'm a planner. (laughs) Um, I don't think my husband knows that. If you ever meet him, don't tell him. (laughs) He'll be fine, I'm sure. But the key thing here is I like to have a schedule. I'm a bit of a schedule person. But we have regular updates as a couple as to, well, how are we getting on with this? It doesn't mean anything's going to change, but it's a check-in moment. I think, especially with personal ones, there's a lot more fluidity. I do think it's nice to have momentum personally. I think that gives us a measure of enjoyment in our lives. Even though I love my job, it is what I do, it's what I breathe. There are things I want to achieve personally that have nothing to do with my day job. Like even though my day job really, if I let it, would be my entire life. I've created something I just adore doing. I want that for all of you, by the way. But I still have things outside of work that I want to do. Go through this process for every aspect of your life. And if you find you like it, do consider rolling it out broader than just your team. If you are in charge of a business unit, I would absolutely advocate you roll this out across your entire business unit. Suggest it to your peers. Have quarterly updates with your peers. A lot of good organizations kind of have this built in and things like OKRs. I want you to be more specific than just OKRs though. 
Once you know those next steps, figure out how much of that is realistic in the next quarter. So you might have a next step that's kind of huge. It's like a big project. And if you look at it, it is just not possible to do that in one quarter. That's fine. Is it all one step or can you break it down further into multiple steps or a fraction of something? Hopefully you've got an estimation on the 12-week time scale down, but don't make any of this wrong. Remember, most people are terrible at estimation, but if we don't attempt, we don't learn. So try it. You'll get the chance to reevaluate at the end of the quarter, potentially more frequently than that if you so wish. Now, this is where I like to chunk down even further. I think 90 days is actually still too long. I think many of us at the beginning of a quarter think, oh yeah, I've got three months. I can do all sorts of things in three months and I'll just go back to business as usual. And you get to the end of the first two months and think, oh, holy heck, (laughs) I've got so much to do. So I actually prefer to split the quarter into four or six week chunks. Uh, That which I choose really depends on how big the problems are that I'm solving. Big problems I like to put into six week chunks, small or very big problems go into four week chunks. I put very big ones into four week chunks because they need more checking in on. Again, six weeks you sort of feel like there's a bit of wiggle room. And so it's a big problem. It's res- There's some resistance in there. I know this all sounds odd, but stick with me. I like to use the format that I use in 90-day transition coaching, where you are transitioning into that new job or a program, responsibility, whatever it is. That splits up into three key sections. The first is your listening, learning. The second is your planning. And the third is executing and delivery. Now, In your first 90 days, it's quite often basically a 30-30-30 split. That's it at a high level. There's a lot more that goes into that, of course. There's a lot of things that go into that first 90-day plans to make it really, really successful. But if you break it down to listening, planning, and then execution, that's the three steps it's really worth taking away. You might not need a full 30 days on listening as you would during a new role because you already know a lot of the stuff. Maybe you've already got the data as part of your strategy development or even deciding to take this on if it's a personal thing. So your listening may well get squeezed right down. You might only need a day or two. You might need a whole month, but see what you think is necessary. At the start of the quarter, you'll likely have a very sketchy plan. The listening phase allows you to gather the data to flesh out that plan. That's the key thing here. If you've already got a really detailed plan, you possibly don't even need the listening phase. Most of us need a little bit of a listening phase, even if it's just to ramp up. Uh, Then we need to move to the planning phase. Like, how do we need to plan our time? Again, if you've already got a plan in place, great. You probably don't need this one, but it's worth just checking in on it. The core meaty part is the execution. And as with the first 90 days, it's worth considering an early win for morale. Now, in the first 90 days of a new role, that's really your month two goal is to get an early win that's aligned with strategic direction and that's going to make everybody boost their morale, feel good, feel like everybody's on the same page. It's really, really important. I think it's actually worth doing that regularly and often anyway. So if you at the beginning of the quarter, like we're going to achieve this by the end of the quarter, ask yourself, what could we get out earlier? Maybe in the second four weeks or in the first six weeks rather than the second six weeks, depending on how you're chunking things down that's going to make everybody really motivated and aligned. Then, of course, finally, you want to move into the major level of execution so that by the end of the quarter, you've achieved something towards that bigger term goal or you've achieved everything you planned in that quarter. The key is the cycle. One, listen, gather and observe. Two, develop the plan. 
and three, execute and deliver. Remember that cycle and try and go through that cycle at least once every quarter. It might be that you break it down into four week or six week chunks and do it once every four weeks or once every six weeks. Remember that you don't have to split by thirds. It's just a handy way of considering it and very powerful during your first 90 days is to split into thirds. But depending on the problem, you might need more or less time in the listening and planning phases. The next thing to remember with this philosophy of the 12 week year is to review regularly. Hopefully this is a model that you understand the three-way split in particular encourages reviews at the listening and planning stage. I'd actually even go further. I think some of the best execution models I've seen is when we have six-week chunks. So every 90 days is spent to six weeks, every 12 weeks spent to two. And from within there, you basically spend five weeks on the doing and you have one week to learn and reflect, reset, have vacation if people are taking vacation. Obviously, you don't want to limit when people have vacation, but you build that into the cycle. So it's five weeks of really, really doing and a one week reset or recharge and just taking some space. And you can build that one weekend elsewhere if lots of people are going on vacation. Having that split really encourages us to check in regularly, execute regularly, and not just leave our goals for the year to the final half of the year, or worse, the final quarter. If you're listening to this in July and you're thinking, I had all these goals in January, what happened? I want you to start taking this action now. In fact, I want you to come join Lit Up Leadership Academy <laughs> and go through the reset. You can still find that in the academy. Um, drop me a DM if you'd like to join the academy because I think this is something that is so important for us to do all the time. And in the academy, you get support from me, of course. Take the time to sit down and see if you're on track. How were your estimations? How good were they? Are they too big or are they too small? How can you update next time? Should you split things into smaller tasks? Do you need to work on your motivation, your strategy execution? If we're talking about your team, remember it's all about communication. Do you need to spend more time in the preparation and planning before execution? Did you just launch on into it and find lots of issues along the way? Would it have been better to have the discipline, which is really, really hard when we're facing a daunting task, to not just dive on in? Some of the tools I discussed in episode 102 on how to delete 80% of your to-do list can really help you focus on what you need to do here. So I will drop a link to episode 102 in the show notes. Do not be put off by how to delete 80% of your to-do list. Uh, it is just a set of tools that really help you get on point with what really, really matters. So just to wrap up here, I want you to remember, make sure you know your bigger vision on North Star direction of travel. Split your year into quarters Based on that, then pick tasks and goals for the next quarter, a quarter at a time. Decide on a four, six or 12 week cycle based on the size of the goals you're trying to achieve. And then work through the three steps that we should be using through any cycle. One, listen, gather and observe. Two, develop the plan. And three, execute, deliver out the process throughout each cycle. And then the core thing here is re-evaluate regularly. Get feedback from what just happened. How well did that quarter go? What do I need to update to make it even better next time? Remember, this is my take on the 12-week year. I've not read the book of the same name. This is not what that is. <laughs> but even before I'd heard of the book, this is a process I've been using for years and years and years. I encourage all my clients to use. Everybody in my academy is taught in how to break their life down into quarters. I'd love for you to try something similar. Find a way to split your year into smaller bite-sized chunks that allows you to regularly have things that you're moving towards without saying, 
well, that's so far away, I don't need to worry about it now. Do it personally, do it professionally, do it with your organization, do it with your team. Try and find an approach that changes the way you work so everybody is more productive. Don't just have OKRs or have the sake of OKRs that you update once a quarter. Really decide that you're going to change the way you operate and move forward strategically all of the time. If you find an approach that works better for you than this, I would love to know. By the way, I'm always looking at refining processes and methodologies. So please do drop me a message on LinkedIn or in the Leading Women in Tech Slack group. I would love to hear from you. If you've got something you're like, I hear you, Tony, but this is better. I really would genuinely like to know. But as always, let's finish up with a mindset tip. One of the resistances I get whenever I do this or whenever I'm rolling this out to a new client or somebody is trying this for the first time, some of the resistance comes from, but I just want to dive on in. I don't want to spend my time planning. I want to just challenge you on that for a second. I've worked with so many clients over the years who will dive on into things. And I was one of those people. It felt easier to dive in and figure it out as I went along rather than planning, listening, putting in a place to plan, learning how to execute it. Here's the problem with that, which you likely know already. A plan is about taking that upfront effort to avoid obstacles, issues, anticipate problems along the way. A plan allows you to do that before you get dug into the weeds, before you get six weeks in and think, oh, we need to do a U-turn here. It's the difference between agile and waterfall in IT project management, for example, although, you know, (laughs) I have problems with both of those, but waterfall is known to cause massive issues and it can take years to deliver something. Whereas agile is very much about getting something out the door very quickly, getting that data to update and get feedback. So rather than thinking, oh, I just need to dive on into this, I don't need to set goals, I want you to ask yourself, what could I do in the next week that is going to give me insights, that's going to get me unstuck and allow me to see how to plan this better? If you have that resistance to planning and strategy development, strategy rehearsal, which is something I love, (laughs) but it took me a very long time to enjoy strategy rehearsal. This was something I resisted for such a long time. If that's you, then start simply. Just do one week of something. But at the end of the week, plan to sit down, evaluate, and see where you're at. Get new data from what you've done. Don't just say, I'm going to complete everything before I look at this again. Try and identify one small task that's going to move you forwards. One small thing. You don't have to plan out the whole thing if that's what's daunting to you. Allow your mind to agree to one small task, nothing more. If you can do that, at the end of the week, you're going to have so much more information. Whereas if you sit down and say, I'm just going to go and then maybe I'll check in partway through, you'll get so far down the line before you do that check-in because we feel guilty that we're not achieving. If you plan to check in at the end of the week, you can trick your brain into actually doing a proper real logical evaluation that is rational and data-driven rather than tricking your brain by saying, oh, I just, I just work another week and then I'll have something better for it. It allows you to say, uh-uh, we need to change direction rather than, oh, I've spent so long on this, I have to continue until it's done. So next time your brain is saying, I can't possibly plan, I have to just dive on in, try the one-week trick and see if it helps you. All right, my love. 
I hope this episode has given you some food for thought. It's changing the way you think about the way you stretch out your year and maybe it's giving you some ammunition for looking at things a little differently in terms of how you're going to execute the second half of 2022. Remember though, until next time, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Women in Tech podcast.